Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your enduring sitting host. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Hey, Matt. How's your uh, day week going? I I told you before show I've been sick all day, but there's no way I was going to miss this because I've got to hear about Little League. And I wanna, I, so I can't wait to get to some little league talk today. Now that you're getting to experience this, um, plus I, the I Orioles. Appreciate you being a gamer, playing. yeah. Appreciate you being a gamer and 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 doing it sick. Um, yeah, we got little league talk too. We got this could be the week, Josh, that the Orioles clinch a spot in the in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of what downplaying negative talk about the Orioles. From national media, the Rays the Rays come in later this week. The Rays are talking trash. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's a fun week, and it looks like decent crowds back at the stadium for a you know Monday night and schools in session. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's it's good news all around. There are some haters out there, but I mean, we've been talking about that from reading like how much we took offense at the fan graphs percentages to make the playoffs and percentage win the divisions all year, all year. Um, we were saying, Hey, we're good. And other teams or in places like fan graphs were saying, eh, you're not really that good. And yet we win and we win and we win and we win and we win. Um, so you can hate all you want. We'll just keep on winning. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hate on Lamar Jackson. All he does is win. Um, yeah, the Ravens won yesterday, but <laughs> you gotta Lamar's gotta play better when he's making that much money. Yeah, I don't care. I think all the teams need to reevaluate how they treat preseason. I think that's that's the only issue. It's a rust preseason, bunch of new receivers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a zero concern on how, that. How did the NFL make preseason even more pointless? I know. I don't or understand how, what coaches do. I don't understand why why when you have a brand new offensive coordinator, um, two brand new receivers, another receiver's rookie last year was missed all last year. Why in the world would you not play them in the offseason well, as a form of practice? And a quarterback. I know the answer, but it, and I think a quarterback it's that you're saying you're given more freedom to make calls and make changes yes. as the game goes on. You might want to practice those. Yeah, and I, and I know you can do it in practice. Right? Sorry, that was my phone beeping. No, no, I knew it, it was both of ours. It's dad texting about the Oriole game. Yeah, I, and I know you can achieve some things in practice, um, but take it from a guy who coaches T-ball. Sometimes you just have to get the game experience, and you just can't replicate it in the practice field. All right, so are we going to talk Little League first? Or are we Let's get out of the way. Let's get out of the way, the, 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 the way and then we'll talk, we'll talk oh. about our, our beloved Baltimore Orioles who – we just watched uh, hit a grand I, slam. Um, yeah, but so let's start little league. Josh, I have to say, yeah, three thoughts. One, um, the overall thought is it was an absolutely roaring success. All right, good. I was. Um, What's your team? 
We didn't get to your team last time. I, I gave I gave the uh, the guy who hands out the team names. I gave him a hard time about it. Um, we're, we're the Athletics. Uh, I said okay. you literally made us the worst team in yeah. baseball. There's only four teams in the league, so you could have chose whatever team you wanted. And, and you settled on. Yeah, I mean, the green uniforms are not bad, but um, I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know why they choose the teams they choose. Um, so I I overplanned. I had like twenty. I had like twenty little different things we work on. Sounds this right. is like an old teaching thing, where the worst fear in my teaching life was like finishing a lesson and there being like 15 minutes left to go to class. And just having a bunch of teenagers with 15 minutes, nothing to do, is like a class management nightmare. So I would always overplan in class, right. which is no problem. I can do that. And so I overplanned for t-ball practice because, again, I, I didn't want to be like left with things to do. And I thought, surely there'll be no way I get through all this stuff. But I just said, like, if time and like put, put a start by it. Yeah. And we went through all of it because every drill I was like done with after like four minutes. I was like, no, guys, we're not doing this anymore. We're 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 done with it. Right. Um, just because you could tell they were getting restless, and I was getting restless. Makes Um, sense. And so we moved drill, drill, drill. But it was great because this did kids. I mean, it's four to six. I didn't realize before four year olds there too. It was four year olds to six year olds, quite the wide range of ability. Um, and and so we we hit all the drills. The parents were super supportive. The kids listened to me with everything I did. Like they did every drill and followed instructions. Now I did run into some like random issues, like um, you know, kids not bringing a glove or anything. And I was like, "What's the deal? You have nothing." And well, that's like, that's a parent issue, not a kid issue. Yeah, and like, and, it, and the, well, it was the brother who brought the kid, and the brother was like, "Yeah, well, she's not sure if she even wants to play. She's just kind of trying it out." So I said, "All right, try it out. I don't care." Um, and and then there was like a kid who refused to gl- throw with his hand. He would only throw with his glove. You know the. Oh, okay. the glove, and they I thought throwing. you were gonna say like with his feet. Or no, like you just throw it with his glove hand. With his bare hand. All right. He's, no, yeah. not with his bare. Like with the ball in the glove. Then he right. He wouldn't, use, he wouldn't use his bare hand. Yeah, he wouldn't use his own hand. Using a hand. And then I finally was like out there, and I was like, "Kid, you gotta put." That's why I call everybody, "Kid, kid, you gotta put it in your hand." And kind of show. And then the parent, the dad, walked over and said, "Actually, um, we got the wrong glove. He throws <laughs> with that hand. Oh, okay. So I don't know how that's going. I don't know if we're going to get a new glove, but there's right. that issue. And then there was like at the end, we did take five swings and on the fifth swing, run to first base. Okay. This is after we did all the other drills. Like we learned all the bases. We ran the bases a few times. And now this is the very end of practice. Take five hits and then run to first on your fifth hit. And, you know, the first tee comes up there, swings, you know, get some good hits down there. This is off the tee. Fifth hit, hits off the tee and sprints. Right to second base. Oh, second right to second place. base. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one coming. Then the next batter, so we went went over and fixed it. Next batter, same exact thing. I think it happened four times. <laughs> Players running to second. Four out of nine ran right to second base. Little league. So, yeah, I told parents we're going to need to get there early on Tuesday. Just do a quick refresher of where to run after you hit the ball. I don't want anyone maybe, in the game run the second put base. a parent at each base for them yeah. to run too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the takeaway, the parents were, were super supportive. The other thing, the last thing I'll say about it is – um, I was not expecting this, Josh. I was at the end of one hour, one hour practice. What it was? It was five thirty, six thirty. I was exhausted. I was sure. exhausted after an hour, after kind of yelling at kids and moving on the next thing. Boom, boom, boom. It was a long hour, and I was just kind of I was wiped out after the hour. Yeah, that that makes sense. I can understand that. Our practices are, are ninety minutes. Yeah, and it's it's long. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I I wasn't sure if it was going to go sixty or ninety. I never said the time and when it would end. Right. But I, I was done at 60, and we were done at 60, and they were done at 60. I, I, you, I already heard the kids whining the parents. 
you know, they were, well, I'm tired. I'm thirsty. Yep. All right. We need to wrap this thing up. Well, that's, that's good. That's a good first, like, get your feet wet, kind of see how this is going to go. Yeah. And uh, that sounds like, it sounds like a little league. It sounds like 6U. How does Silas feel about being the coach's son? Uh, he, he likes it. He likes it. I was giving him jobs, um, you know, like put out the cones and stuff to, to, to get him involved. And he, like, you know, he is weird in the sense that we play all the time. There were some four-year-olds right. He's who literally had never showed up to a baseball game field before. It was kind of fun. One of his classmates was there, and we weren't expecting that. So that was fun. But, um, but like, even when we are doing the drills, like, I had a drill where I put cones at each of the bases, and I said the base, they had to run to, to the base. Um, and then we did the same with positions. And he would, like, lead, and they would follow him just because he's the only person who kind of knew all the bases uh, or all the positions. Um, so he likes it. He, I think he likes being kind of that that leader on the team. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We, 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 after practice, he stayed and we always stay in practice a little bit more. And we got into a fight about, um, his hitting stance. Um, so that didn't really go well, but What's, what, that, what were you trying to correct with his hidden stance? Every time he swings, he ends up two feet away from the plate. Like he just like backs out after the swing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, right, and so like, you I do, even did the whole thing where I correct that. I drew a line in the dirt and I said, because he said he wasn't doing it. And I, and so I drew a line in the dirt and I could show his book. I, so we had a big fight about that. I drew a line in the dirt at practice this week also. Okay. What, what was your line in the dirt for? My line in the dirt was because I have, with me. Who's against me? No, no, no. I have one kid who keeps throwing the bat after he hits it. And I'm like, you're going to hit a catcher. You're going to hit an umpire. You're going to hit a parent. You're going to hit something. So I drew a line down the first base line and said, you are not allowed to let go of the bat until you get to this line. Yeah. You swing, you hit, you can let go of the bat when you cross this line. <laughs> it was like two feet away from home plate. Yeah. So Yeah. The the other only dangerous part was there was, I had them throw it against the fence, just practice throwing, just throw against the fence. What? No, there's signs everywhere that say, do not throw balls against the fence. Uh, there was no signs there. And this is coming from um, littleleague.com advice or something for, for drills. All right. Um, and but they so many balls were going over this four foot fence, even though right in front of it. And I said, throw it down. Balls are just flying everywhere. So I was like, all right, we're not doing that drill again. <laughs> they go chase a bunch of balls all over. You have a bucket of balls then for practice? Yeah, I have like eight balls. And I brought out a bunch of plastic balls too, so we could practice catching and throwing with practice balls because I don't trust them throwing real balls. Yeah. I've uh, I've also done the tennis ball drill for the kids that are scared of being hit by the ball. You just hit them with tennis balls. Yeah. Until they're no longer scared. That's good. I I drilled. We were playing outside in the yard today, and Silas hit a home run and did a big old bat flip. And he knew it was coming. When he got back from that plate, I you drilled him right in the ribs. Him. I drilled him, and he knew it was coming. Uh, that's good. I, I like it. I like it. Now, that's a wiffle ball. You drilled yeah, it's a wiffle ball. Yeah, so he's okay. It didn't hurt him. But uh, um, I like it. Yeah, yeah and you got to do the bat flip. You got you to gotta expect it. Yeah, and then I returned the favor. I did a bat flip on my home run, but then he threw it right at my head. And so we had to talk about, you know, you don't throw it at the guy's head. It was just a wiffle ball. So I'm, I'm teaching the unwritten rules. Those unwritten rules, you know, he'll be banned for life if he does that in high school or something because they got so soft with the unwritten yes. rules. But here at home, here, here at home in the backyard, we still go by the unwritten rules of baseball. All right. Well, I like that. I like that you're getting to experience Little League and I'm going rolling into my second season. So I feel like a veteran now going into this coaching thing. I've got it down. Yeah. Uh, Do you do at your practices? Do you do stations and like break it up into smaller groups and do? So 
what I've station work mm, a little bit, but not really. What I've done is we spent 30 minutes in the in the cages. Yeah, uh, we have uh, they're not machine cages, but they're just cages outside where we practice. So I have a kid in a, a I have coach pitch in one cage, and then outside of that cage, I have soft toss going okay. where coach is tossing the ball and you're hitting it. And then the third station I have is a tee. And I like to run okay. the tee station where I'm teaching the kids on the tee that you want to hit the ball straight, hit line right. drives. Because the tee, the tee in those nets, it's real obvious to see if you're hitting the ball straight on or if you're getting under the ball. Okay. So I do those are the three stations we do. And we do about 30 minutes of that. And then we go to the field and we do 30 minutes of really not even making defensive plays. Like I'm hitting the balls to you but really the focus there is where you throw the ball to make the play because the big yeah. problem with our age group is throw into the right base making the play and then throwing the base ball so we go over that for about 30 minutes and then we just do a little scrimmage have some fun five on five little baseball game because yeah. that gives them an the ability to hit and they really learn through uh actually playing at that point yeah, yeah. So that's my that's been my that's what I've done at every practice has been basically that setup and we'll continue somewhat. We're gonna scrimmage against another team though this coming Saturday. Oh no nice. to help expand that. Yeah, we just had the one practice, our first game's Tuesday. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little different. Yeah. But hey, uh Little League's a lot of fun, but the Orioles have been so much fun to watch. And so much yeah, the, the Orioles are a lot better than – I'm sure it's different coaching them than coaching the Little League team. No, I'm, I'm sure it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So You think, they, want, have, you think they have the same issues of hitting and running to second base? And they're like, Cedric, you got to go to first first. Can't go right to second. Well, if you – yeah, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a little different. Um, I don't know. It's, at times, I think that I had, a, I had a pitch station this week as well, and I think it's sometimes watching these uh, – 10 year olds pitch is like watching the Orioles. Like I'm like, just throw it over the plate, just get it over the plate. And they're going all over the place. So but it was cool to hear Cedric Mullins today in the broadcast, kind of talk about hitting and um, why he was struggled la- at the end of last year, why he was successful and why he struggled after the all-star break. Cause he talked about being injured and how even when he was healthy last year, he had been injured for so long that he had developed bad habits to compensate for the injury. And then even when he felt good, he was still doing kind of these bad habits. He didn't get the specifics, but something with the mechanics of a swing. Um, and then the same thing happened where, you know, he was on, he got hurt and dinged up a little bit after the all-star break. And then, um, and and so I think those things are things that we don't always see that impact a player's performance, like being dinged up and developing bad habits that we don't see. And, and that's why, like, it, it's sometimes really hard to tell like, is Ryan O'Hearn really this good? Is Ryan O'Hearn what he was last year? Is Austin Hayes yeah. really this good or was last year banged up? Like, if he's healthy, is this how Austin Hayes will always play? And it's always, too, a reminder that, like, Westberg, I think, is a little banged up right now, and that's why he didn't play today. Like, you want to get players healthy because yeah. even if they're a little banged up, it can compromise well, I mean, their swing and what they're doing in the batter's box. And we saw that with Mount Castle with the vertigo earlier this year. Sure. Yeah, it was bothering him for a while. When he once he took a break and came back healthy, he was on all cylinders. Yep. Yep. So some. I mean, there's a bunch of reasons players struggle. I mean, Grace Rodriguez talked a little bit about his struggles coming back and how it was more of a confidence issue. 
but it's kind yeah. of cool to see all these stories. Yeah. Like DL Hall returning, like you mentioned, Ryan Mountcastle, like Grace Rodriguez. It seems like they're all well getting right at the right time. It's just pretty and cool. then and then old guys making a difference, like Aaron Hicks and Adam Frazier. Yep. Like not only providing leadership, but making the production plays and hits and stuff out on the field. Yeah. Where it's like there's there's a reason people can't kind of explain this team. Yeah. Because it doesn't work on it's not it's not a paper. It's not it's not stats and stuff that make this team. And hey, if the Orioles pull out tonight's win, they're they're up by four right now. If they pull out today's win, they are the first team in major league baseball ball history to beat every single team in major league baseball in the same year oh that's cool and which that's, is a cool stat that's now, something to do with scheduling and stuff but well, still it is cool stat. it's the rule change that this is the first year that everyone plays every team right. but it's also the way the orioles are playing is why they are the ones that are going to hit are going to get that record yep first. and then after that after that record we'll go for the sweepless streak record. i don't even know because our our sweepless streak has been going so long, I don't know if there's even another team that has beaten every team on their schedule this year. Like, are we the only ones that even have a chance to do this this season? I'm not That's sure. a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a cool. I, would, weird I, bet, stat. I bet we're the only ones that have a chance to do it because of that sweep. Because sweepless is the only way you can do it. Right. Well, I mean, you play some teams twice. I guess. I guess you do play some teams in your division multiple times. Well, you play. I don't know. You play everyone twice. You play. Uh, I don't know how the schedule league. works. You play a bunch of teams twice. National League, you don't. National League, you play one series. Okay, but everyone in the American League, you play twice. No, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I guess you're right. Um. So really, it's not a big deal at all. It's not very impressive. <laughs> if you want to well, right. it. <laughs> it's, it's another. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not. But it's yeah. another one of those stats to show this team is is special. And hey, team, I I don't know how many American League teams beat. Both the Braves and the Dodgers at some point this year. Yeah, maybe not a lot. I, I I don't know. I don't know. That was. We want to go back to like interesting things bringing me back to memory lane. Playing in Fenway, I it blocked on my memory that Ryan McKenna dropped that ball to cost us that win, and how awkward would it be if we're in a you yeah. know if it's a tie for the division right now? Thankfully, I feel like we're going to win by more than a few games. Yeah, I think we're okay. But you're right. At the beginning of the season, we talked about. Stupid things like that, and how things like that could cost this this uh, a slot in the wild card. Yeah, and Ryan McKenna's turned out to have a really nice season. I don't know what his role is going to be. I don't know if he's going to make the playoff roster. I don't know what role is going to be going forward when you have so many stats coming up. But really nice utility. I mean, he goes into the Ryan Flaherty lore of great utility players to kind of come through here. Um, so I think that's cool. And and you mentioned Josh the disrespect and maybe we can talk about that a little bit and then I also want to talk about Batista because that's a fascinating story. But um, in terms of the, the the disrespect, I think one of the reasons is and we just talked about it. If if I told you the reason we're winning games and I said, yeah yeah yeah, I mean Gunnar Henderson's great and Adley Rutschman's great, but I mean Aaron Hicks is getting big hits for us. Oh yeah, he was cut by the Yankees and we right. picked him up. And then we have Ryan O'Hearn is one is hitting the middle lineup one of our best hitters. Oh, yeah, and he was kind of waved by the Royals. Didn't want him. The Royals didn't want him. Uh, and he was kind of waved by the Royals. And then you you go over our bullpen, right, and you take Webb was a cast off. We got Fuji with an 8 ERA. 
Kulam, no, no one wanted him, wanted him. And you just go right down the line. Cano, no one ever knew this guy existed prior to this year. And just go right down the line. We have, we don't have big names outside of Gunner and and Adley. Um, we have a bunch of um, either veteran players who are having career years or kind of players who bloomed late and were not top prospects, but now all of a sudden are turned into really good players. And so I think that's part of the the disrespect is people don't people don't if you asked people to name Josh the top five pitchers in the American League, even top ten, how many people would include Cobb Bradish in that list? He is. Nobody, he should be nobody included. Would. Nobody would. And that's nobody and that's would. Austin, and that's what Austin Hayes talked about during today's broadcast about starting pitching. And how they knew the bull, we knew the bullpen was going to be all right going into it, but the, the starting pitching has been a surprise. And been it has been a surprise. And it's still something where even me, as an Oriole fan who's watched him all year, who thinks Dean Kramer's had a great year, we struggle today. There's something in the back of my head that goes, Oh, is this is this the real Dean Kramer? Is this he's gonna to revert to form? Like I, it's almost like since the all-star break, the six-man rotation has been, I mean, quality start, quality start, quality start. It's almost like but they have no track record of, do, of doing this right. prior to this. So you're almost like, oh, can this – is Kyle Bradish real? Like, is he really an ace? Because lately he's been pitching like an ace. Is Kyle I mean, Bradish an ace? Yeah. He's, he's the guy I want in the postseason right now. He's the number one starter. Yeah, and so um, I get – to a certain extent, I get the, the um, kind of being, you know, a, a little bit unsure about – whether the Orioles are, are are legit, a little bit incredulous, but but at the same time, Josh, as I feel like Buck Showalter would talk about this, like you you can't fool anyone over 162 games, like it's not like NFL. Oh, you a lucky break, you know? We see NFL teams right. go five and zero. You're like that team's not actually a good five and zero team. I mean, we're we're I mean, you play 162 in, in baseball, and right now, how many games have you played? what, 120, 130? And we have the best record in the American League, right? That's over a long sample size, over whatever it is, 130, 140 games, we have the best record in the American League, and that's a lot of games. Yeah, that's and it's yeah, it's 142 games. Okay, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and, um, and how about this? We, against the best division in baseball, a lot of people are saying, watch out for the Blue Jays in the playoffs. Of course, the Rays. Can, can we, uh, you know, the Rays are, you know, have a good chance to win the World Series, better chance than the Orioles. Um, we are, listen to this, people, against the Blue Jays, we're 10 and 3. We've won 10, lost 3 against the Blue Jays. We're 6 and 3 against the Rays. After the Rays visit us here in Baltimore next week, it's going to be 10 and 3 against the Rays. Okay. We have a winning record against the Red Sox. We have a winning, winning, winning record in the Yankees. In the toughest division in baseball that everyone agrees is the toughest division in baseball, we have a winning record against all the teams. So it's not like we're just, oh, well, they struggle against good teams to get mopped up by the bad teams. No, like we, we beat the good teams and we beat them consistently. Yeah. No, and I know. The Braves are the Braves and Dodgers are scary as far as like World Series competitors. Yeah, there are three teams who scare me. But we can go up against any of those uh any of those American League teams. There's no one on the American League side that really scares me. There's one that scares me. Houston. 
Yeah. Right. They, they took two out of three. Yeah. We got an interesting series, I think, with them coming up in September at some point again. Um, but they t- we lost two out of three. And one of those was like the game Batista Blue. And they have kind of playoff success and they have better. Like, they're just a good squad. Elias' old yeah. team. Um, they scare me. That's the only team in the American League where if we're playing them in a five-game, seven-game series, I'm like, hold on to your butts. Right. Everybody yeah. else, you know, take my money. I'll put it on the Orioles. Take no, my money no. on the Orioles. I'll tell you what. I've been playing on my bookie again, and the Orioles make me a little bit of money. Then I get it all out on Sunday and blow it all on football. Josh, how Orioles. much money do you think you would make this year if you always bet like, the Orioles – when they were losing, oh, so much. They <laughs> you would lose sometimes, but you would make it back because you would win. You would win yeah. enough times. Was, yeah, totally. Because uh, t- t- tonight's game is a good example. But yeah, I, I busted out my bookie. No, I, was, I, I, was I was shocked because I loaded it up for the first time in a year, and there was fifty dollars in there. Like, oh, that's 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 NFL season. Surprise. That's fine. Um, so I bet a bunch of games, and I ended Sunday night with fifty-one dollars. So a good, uh, a good oh, first good. night for me. That's good. I put a hundred bucks yeah. in and then with uh Wednesday with Friday and Saturday baseball, I got it up to 150. And then Sunday uh, we landed at 100. Okay, that's good. Good. So hopefully uh, right. yeah. So we got baseball this week that'll help push it back up. Oh, I don't I don't mess with the baseball. Baseball is too oh, random for me. Too yeah, random. The, I, I bet on the Orioles and I, I picked Gunner for a home run tonight. So that's gonna pay off well. Yeah. Did you pick Cedric for a grand slam? I did not pick Cedric for a grand slam. Uh, They always have that, like, will anyone hit a grand slam? And it's great odds. And I never really mess with it. Yeah. You ever do that? Will anyone throw a perfect game? No, that's the same thing. That's the same (laughs) thing. Like, no. And mostly because I really just bet on the Orioles because that's the team I know. Yeah. But you, we mentioned the disrespect, Josh. Do do you have the quotes in front of you? There's been a couple. um, if, If you. It, it, with, oh. within our thread, right? Well, we have our thread. And- well, the first, the, yeah, if you join our Discord, and if you can't find it, just message us on Twitter. It's all over our Twitter page. Join our Discord. It's an awesome conversation on there, even when Matt and I aren't involved in the conversation. The guys over there keep it going. Yeah, a bunch of coconuts on there. Yeah, oh, it's all coconuts. Um, not that people know what you're talking about is coconuts anymore, because that's back. Like That reference is from like coconut water and stuff, I think from uh, the 2012 birds or something. Yeah, maybe 2015. Um, but anyway, I one of the things is I saw the stuff about the Rays talking, and the Rays were like, "Well, if we're within four games, we can go into Baltimore and get the division." And so I saw that trash talking, and wondering how the Orioles, the Rays officials, talking about how the Orioles might react to the pressure of the Rays coming into town, which yeah. is like, I get. I mean, come on. The Rays coming into town. How many times have we played the Rays this year? We play the Rays all the time. Yeah, that this quote is so – the fact the Rays were wondering, Rays officials, about the pressure on right. the Orioles is so dumb on multiple levels. The first level is I, I was there. Josh has his priority screwed up, so he wasn't there in Tampa. When we went to Tampa Bay and whooped right. up on him, I was <laughs> – you, you forget why? I missed that. No, I re- I remember your priorities okay. are in order. Um, and then, and then the the other reason it's so silly, Josh, is we are the Orioles. We have been disrespected. I think it's like we're playing with house money here. It's like we walked into the casino with ten bucks, 
and like we're hitting the jackpot and now like we can't lose like like we are so kind of on cloud nine the fact that there's pressure on us doesn't no make pressure. any sense there's no pressure no how Tampa are, Bay was supposed to win this division. The Yankees right. supposed to win this division. The Blue Jays were supposed to win this division. Not the Orioles. There's no right. pressure there. The pressure is on the Rays because they've left it all the way up to the last series to even have a shot to gain traction on us. Yeah, that's the, the other thing. Reason, the only yeah. reason they're even within range of us is because they had that 18-game winning streak at the beginning of the season. The pressure is all on the Tampa Bay Rays to not implode before the season ends. Yeah, the word pressure also implies that you have little room for error. The Orioles could lose three out of four and still be in okay position. Like that's that's where we're at, yeah, right? And, and 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 so there's no pressure there because even if we split, one, that's a win for the Orioles. A split is a win for the Orioles. The Rays got a sweep. They got right, a sweep. one one win, and we've got the tiebreaker. We've won yeah. the series against them for the so season. They have an extra game on them, right? Yeah. So there's no pressure on the Orioles at all. No, no. And the other part of that is. Look at the team. Look at the team. It's not like Adley Rutschman's been trying his whole career to get to the playoffs and win the division, and so the pressure's mounting. Will Adley really turn into the star? No. These are a bunch of young kids. These are a bunch of young kids having fun. Do you, you, you think Cobb Bradish is losing sleep at night because he'll never make a World Series? No. no. We know we're going to go. The, we're new, we're, we're, we will go to the playoffs every year now. No. Now, I hate saying I'm, that because when the Ravens made the Super Bowl last time, it's over. We're gonna go to the Super Bowl every year now with Joe. Yeah, um, that didn't happen, but, but but yeah, but we're set up. Our future is so great. There's no pressure on us to win now. It's not like we have an aging roster or anything. It's it's silly that we have any pressure. And the fans now understand that it's awesome to see the fans showing back up to the games. It's exciting. Uh, great crowds. It's exciting to know that to that yesterday, a uh, Sunday, they announced that Friday's game is already sold out. That's bonkers. So so week ahead of time. Who's going to be the – and that's not sold out because the Tampa Bay fans are coming up here to put pressure on the Orioles. Yeah, and it's not sold out because it's the Yankee series and there's 10,000 Yankee fans driving or 20,000 no. Yankee fans driving. Right, there. and it's the Tampa Bay Rays, so it's not like they increased the prime pricing or whatever. It's a standard game. Yeah, it's the Adam Jones – it's the Adam Jones retirement celebration as long as they don't give him the Strasburg effect. But uh, – What is that? You didn't hear about Strasburg? No. All right, then the, the Nats announced, Strasburg announced his retirement. Quick side chain. Okay. So they, the this Nationals, happened this week or something? Did it, uh, yeah, this past week. Right. So the Nationals planned a event for him. I think it was going to be Friday, which is going to be like the Strasburg retirement party or whatever, celebration. Okay. So he arranges, gets his family to come to town and everything for this, and the Nats canceled the event. Why'd they cancel it? Because they don't want to pay the remaining money left on his contract. So they're arguing with him about this. Uh, the guy that took them to the World Series not yeah. too long ago. Who they gave uh, how many million, hundreds of millions of dollars to, and what is pitched in like five innings right, with exactly. that contract? Right, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. all upset about that. So now they've canceled the retirement party, or which means, which sounds, this should be getting the same type of, could you imagine this, if Peter Angelos did something like this, it would be getting so much attacking him. If it was, if it was because it's a Peter Angelos type move where the team makes this plan, plans a retirement celebration, you know, it had to be ownership to cancel it and yeah. say, no, you know, speaking of Washington sports, though, if you want to talk about tangent on Washington sports, <laughs> the commanders losing, they won, didn't they? They won. Did they? I thought they lost. No, they beat the Cardinals. And I was going to say, 
what the power of new ownership when you have crappy ownership because that game was a sellout. Oh, yeah. The fans were bumping. All the former players showed up. Every all there's so much excitement in DC, and it has nothing to do with their team being good. It has everything no, to do with just a new owner. Yeah. Uh the power of a new that a new owner can bring. So that was uh the new owner effect is pretty interesting to see. I, I wonder if similar probably response here in you're right. The commanders did win. Yeah. 20 to 16. Yeah, they so lucked out of playing the worst team in football. The the right. So the it wasn't season. like it was a good game or anything. Yeah. Um, but that just got a sidetrack. So the one idea of the pressure is is silly. The yeah. other comment was about a, a tweet from Matt Kremenser, who's quoting someone here. Uh, saying, I believe it was from the it was from Roth, uh was it the Athletic? I believe it was the power rankings from the Athletic. Okay. But on paper, the Orioles are not as strong as some of the other teams in the AL playoff picture, even if they'll end up probably end up with a top seed in a first round bye when the playoffs officially start. So even though they have the best record in baseball in the American League, um, they're saying but are not on paper as some other not, not not team as some other teams. Josh, your thoughts on the disrespect saying other teams oh. are better on paper. Yeah, they listed the Orioles as the fourth team like in the American League. They listed three other teams ahead of the the Astros, Rays, Blue Jays all ahead of them. And it's it's total disrespect and it's guys that are so focused on their Excel document. And the math on the Excel document and war, and they say, oh, well, the Orioles are going to fall apart because war, 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 and all these nerds and their stats, and that doesn't mean anything. We've Just been talking about this all season. Do you it's know a- who also has a better, I, I, I admit, has a better roster on paper than the Orioles? The Yankees. I think that's probably true. I was going to go with the Padres. The Padres, yeah. <laughs> Another team we're not going to make the playoffs. Right. Bad like, team. Yeah, like you, you could put a bunch of names on a piece of paper and say this player historically, like um, who would I rather have on a team, Shohei Otani or Cobb Radish? Yeah, I'd probably pick Otani, even though I like Cobb Radish. Who would I rather have a team, Ryan O'Hearn or Juan Soto? Well, you know, uh, if I'm building a team, I'd probably take Juan Soto or Ryan O'Hearn. Like we, we can have this conversation, uh, but but what's the best team? Right. I'm not, I'm not concerned with who have, who has the best names that are most recognizable that have been historically good historically throughout their career. I care about who has the best team <laughs> and how does one judge the best team wins. Right. So it sounds and, to me like the Orioles are the best team and you're right. They might not have the best roster in all of baseball. I would take the best team or the best roster. And we talked about this. We talked about it earlier with the comeback, how they come back in games. And that's something that the nerds like to point to to say, Oh, well that's uh, that's just, that shows it's not going to, it's not sustainable. But this isn't like back in the day when we were winning close games and extra inning games. When we come back, we're coming back and like coming back strong. We come back and hit up a grand slam and go up four four runs. Yeah, but and even even Mike Elias, who is this sabermetric guru and it's kind of transformed this team into valuing and analytics and growing the analytics department and sending it through through the whole system. Even he acknowledges the importance of team chemistry. You think Adam Frazier's on this team for his a- analytics? You think we don't consistently draft just really good humans randomly because that's what the numbers say? No, because Michael Elias, you think Michael Elias in COVID was doing book studies with players in the minors because it would help their war score? No, because he recognizes that there's this other element to winning this idea of chemistry, this idea of getting along with your teammates. 
this idea of just fitting into a team concept that matters. And Elias gets it. That's how he built yeah. the team. It's, and it's something we didn't know about Elias when Elias was first brought in here because we had the conversations about, hey, are we just money balling this? Yeah, and it's not. trying to bring in stats. It's not. There's some, they're doing something different. I'm waiting to hear which of these Oriole beat reporters is the first one lined up, like trying to write the book about the season. Yeah. I mean, Adley was the hand pick, you know, number one pick. So I, I guess they, they would draft no, no matter what. But if you just look at these guys like Jordan Westberg and, and even the, the new guy, Ricky Bradfield, who we drafted, everyone says they're just kind of like just good character humans. And and I think, I mean, that's that's part of this team is is we and when we brought in Garrett Cole and we brought in Kyle Gibson, like conversations around this were also these guys are really good leaders. These guys are really yeah. good people. Like that's even Odor last year. That was part of the conversation is. I mean, you, you think Odor, Odor's numbers warranted him playing as much as he did last year? No, no. But but there's something more important. I'll say it. There's more important than batting average, more important than OPP, more important than than, than OPS, they're more important than war. They're, there's stuff, other stuff that matters. And the Orioles get it, and, and not every team gets it. No, it's, it is. It's something special about the people. You're right. And what's neat is, like, that's the perfect – Thing for the city of Baltimore and the Baltimore fan base is when it's people first and people centric. Um, they always talk about Baltimore and the blue collarness of Baltimore, and this team shows that they fight for everything, every inch they're fighting for. There's no, there's no stars on the team. Yeah, you, you think you think fans like when Austin Hayes is talking about his kids um, making mud pies or whatever, putting them on right. people's new sneakers. We like that stuff. No, we like that. <laughs> exactly. Because they're real people. Dirty up those sneakers. Right. Yeah. That, no, I, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's good stuff. It's good stuff all around. I texted you earlier this week that I met, that I met a new neighbor because I moved new neighborhoods two weeks ago. Are you going to share that on the podcast? Yeah, I met, a new, I met a neighbor and I'm talking with him and turns out he is a MLB uh, agent and he is Austin Hayes' agent. Oh, how'd that come about? Did did you just kind of say, "Hey, I like the uh, Orioles"? I, I, yeah, I shared about my uh, the Orioles are doing well, which means I run into other Oriole fans down here. So I was sharing about the podcast and the 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 t shirt company because my kids all wear the t shirts, so people uh, people like like the Oriole shirt, the Birdland Sports shirt. So I was talking about that, and yeah, it turns out he's in. Austin Hayes agent. And then the conversation was about how great of a person Austin Hayes is not the baseball player. Yeah. But what type of person he is. Yeah. And everything I've heard from Austin Hayes, family man, just good, good person. Um, his wife, I think does a lot of, I feel like the wife has done a lot of um, charity type, type stuff. She's on the, on the Madison before talk, talk, talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, it's just another high character person. With Steve. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's, they're way easier to root for when they're that way. Yeah. I think of I think of the stress of I don't know if stress is the right word, but when Manny Machado was an Oriole. And it was like we rooted for Manny because he was ours, but we yeah. also knew Manny was a jerk. Yeah. So it was like I didn't want him to be my favorite player because I knew the type of person he was. Yeah. Even I mean, my second favorite Raven of all time, and I would defend him with fists, is Ray Lewis. <laughs> and, right. and sometimes I'm left having to defend Ray Lewis yes. and I don't want to have to like defend the moral character of my players. I just want to root for him. He's your second favorite. Who's your favorite? Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm right there with you. Ed Reed's number one. 
Um, so, so yeah, they're they're easy to root for. There's no controversy around them. Um, and the only one who had a little bit of controversy, Michael Gibbons, he's not here anymore. So I, I feel like we're so uh, yeah, it's Brent, in that respect. We're we're, no. we're good. All right. So do we just do, have they already started the engraving process now for Gunnar Henderson, Rookie of the Year, Brandon Hyde, Manager of the Year? Yeah, those I mean, those, those two are like locked, right? Yeah, I don't know that. And then I don't know what what other awards are there. I don't know. Are there? I mean, GM of the year does is Michael Elias in consideration for the for GM of the year? I guess there's. I don't know. I've never heard of GM of the year, but yeah, I there's guess a, there's, there's well, there's an a, a executive of the year. I think. All right. Well, yeah, I think Michael Elias is the one. They might be more inclined to give it to his assistant because they would love to give it to a woman. Sigma Dell? Did you just? Oh no, no the other one. Oh, yeah. yeah, what's the other lady? Was a lady. Yeah, her name? Um, Rosenbaum or something? Yeah. yeah Eve Rosenbaum. Eve Rosenbaum. Yeah, I think she could be up for it. Well, I think um, the whole yeah, the whole team, the whole whatever, give to everybody because they've all been yeah. great. I think. Um, meanwhile, you've got the Norfolk Tide are going to go to the playoffs because they yep. won the first division, first season half. So it, it, it's still interesting to see how many Norfolk Tides. I mean, they mentioned the broadcast today. Bauman, oh, it's Wells, still a great team. Baker, all down there. Those, those are yeah. three major league believers just sitting there waiting. All right, so one person who left the Norfolk Tide, going to make his appearance tomorrow. We get John Means back tomorrow. Yeah. How exciting is that? How much does that mean to this club if he can come back and be the John Means that we all know? And do we – what What do you expect from him now? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I I don't know. I mean, the bar is pretty high in the sense that our pitchers have been playing well outside of Jack Flaherty. Um, I mean, I'm hoping for two runs, five innings. That's what I'm hoping for. Two runs, five yeah. innings. Two runs, five innings. Yeah, I think that's – I think that – yeah, I think Mike's expectation is for him to fall right in there with the average of what our starters have been doing. Yeah. And seem like around up three ERA and getting in the fifth and sixth inning. Right. But – I'll go ahead and throw a dollar down for the uh, perfect game tomorrow. <laughs> first start in the first start after tonight. a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't I think, it's, go, I think it's going to be on a, a little bit of tighter leash. I don't think that's going to happen. Don't, don't you throw hard on a, harder on a uh, when you come off Tommy John? Yeah, but I think they're going to limit him to like 80 pitches. So I don't no, I, I think the pitch can interfere. I agree. I don't think he'll get six innings. Yeah. I think five. Because of watching that pitch count, especially well, we've had to use the bullpen a little bit tonight and the but, night before. Yeah, and we don't have a rest till another week and a half or something. So yeah, I'm curious to see if they make moves if they but, bring up Wells or or Baker or something. But we do have this like six band rotation thing going with with him, so we they could always do a a piggyback situation with Means. Yeah, I'm concerned too, Josh. I don't know. Do you if you're do you what do you do with Jack Flaherty when you have Five, even six other options. Right, he's not your best. Who's, who struggled? He's not your best option for the pen. No, and he's not your best option. One could argue he's not in your top six best options for starters. Do you have no. to? Do you just keep on throwing him out there, hoping he can figure it out before the playoffs start? I think you give him one more. I one think more. I think you got to give him one more, but you also have to look at the schedule and be like, our schedule is pretty weak. And do I trust this guy when it gets time for the playoffs? Do I waste a roster spot for Jack Flaherty in the postseason? Oh, yeah, I think no doubt he is the next, however many starts he gets, whether it's one or two or three or four, he is, I don't know if I have time for four, maybe three, he, he is debuting 
for a roster spot. Yeah. So far, I think he's on the outside looking in. I don't see how yeah. you can justify giving him a roster spot. No, I don't see him with a roster spot. Because yeah. even Cole Irvin has proven himself in the pen. Yeah. Where you can carry well, him over. Right. And, and you don't need a fifth and sixth starter right. in the playoffs. Right. So you're going to take Bradish. You're going to take uh, Means. You're going to take Rodriguez. You're going to take Kramer. And there's four already, right? Yeah, then you, you left off Gibson and oh and I yeah, and Gibson, I left off Gibson and yeah, it gets crowded. Yeah, and I don't know if Irvin goes or I think Gibson makes something about Irvin. I don't know about Flaherty. Right. Irvin would be a pen guy. Yeah, if he's in, he's in as a pen guy. Yeah. And Flaherty, I don't see where you make him. Yeah, unless he kind of figures this stuff out. Um, I think they'll keep throwing him out there just because everyone else is so pushed against their innings. Right. The next innings and they want to keep people fresh for the playoffs. Um, and hopefully we can get a little space between the Rays. And then it really doesn't matter if Jack Flaherty sucks because we have room for error. We can just take the L. Right. Pitching. But, Josh, the other thing I want to get to is the Phoenix Batista news. He's been soft-tossing. Right. And Michael Elias said he has not ruled him out. Right. So they said partial UCL tear. Yes. And they said even though – he could – it's possible – this scenario exists where he could still pitch and have Tommy John surgery after the season because it's partial. So they're seeing – Yeah. Is, I guess there's enough left of the tending, I guess. Well, you know what it's so saying. It means they're going hard for the season. Oh, yeah. They, they want him to pitch this season. Or he yeah. would already have the surgery. Correct. Yeah, because it's a, it's a year recovery. So the sooner you get the surgery, obviously the sooner he can be back. Um, yeah, but at this no, point, you're probably saying his next year is lost either way. Yeah, right? I, think, I think you're. It sounds like maybe. Oh, Hayes just made an outstanding play. Uh, it sounds like he's done for next season. But man, it'd be nice to have him for this season. And I love that he said, "Hey, we we want to get him out in September," which is kind of like a, "Hey, let's test the arm in September before we put it under that October pressure." Yeah, no, no one cares about September. It's it's right. Can 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 he pitch? Again, it's a closer. Can 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 he even pitch like twice a week in October? If he yeah. can, that's a game changer for us. Oh, totally. Can I tell you what has been fun to see the past week though is to see Fuji be put in some higher pressure situations. Fuji's looked good, and he's looked good. And we've yeah. talked since we got him; he hasn't looked that great. And we've been concerned about what happens when you put him under pressure. We've been saying we want to see him in more pressure, and we saw it this yep. week, and he looked good. Yep. Yeah, that's that's encouraging. Including um, one of those was like in the tenth inning. Yep, and he's looked really good. Um, yeah, so that I mean, this 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 uh, the Boston series was a bit of a hiccup for the whole team. I feel like some errors and the bullpen struggled, really struggled that one game and didn't play great. But yeah. um, I'm just, I think that was just a bad, a bad series. Um, but I, I like where this bullpen is at. I mean, Jorge Lopez, I know he's kind of struggled, but he's also striking a lot of guys out. Um, I'm curious to see kind of, even though Jorge Lopez can't be part of the playoff team actually because. He was added too late, so he right. can't be on the playoff roster. But, but he's the guy that he'll be here next year, right? He is. If they want to bring him back, I think it's going to be a little expensive. I think it's his final year of arbitration, so he's going to be a little expensive. But they want to bring him back. They could. I mean, especially with a, if you see Batista go on the uh, yeah. IL all next season, you could see yeah. Lopez going in as the closer. 
Mm, Kano is our closer, I think, going forward. You think Kano going forward? Yeah, I think Kano and Fuji is our 8-9. Well, I don't know about Fuji because he's a free agent. Right. Um, So maybe a Lopez and Kano situation. Yeah. But again, it all goes back to it's all about this season. The Orioles this week sent everyone their uh, things to purchase playoff tickets. If you were a Birdland member, they sent you a little email saying, get your checkbooks ready. Yep. Get your credit cards ready. So uh, it's always an exciting time when the when when the, when the team is starting to actually print the tickets. I guess there's no is there no physical tickets for playoffs this year either. There haven't been any physical tickets for anything this year, right? I don't think you can get a physical ticket. Because remember, it was always fun before they'd send the packet, and it's like, look, there's an Orioles World Series ticket. Yeah, I got a physical. They handed out physical tickets for Adley Rutschman Day. At the Russians' first start, uh, like a souvenir ticket when you went there, right? Okay, a souvenir ticket. Yeah, it's not even the right seat. Like that's the thing. Like I have on the wall here somewhere. I have a souvenir Super Bowl. Uh, I have our ticket for the Super Bowl. That was the actual ticket to get in. Hung up. I hope they have something like that for the World Series. I don't want to be like, look at my phone. Here's my digital ticket when the Orioles won the yeah. World Series. I hope they have some uh, that they're gonna mail. That packet was always so much fun to get every year at the end of the season when the Orioles were making it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like physical in the age of the digital world, um, you lose a little bit of the commemorative, the physical that you can kind of remember these events that you were there, right? Right. Now everybody was there. Now, no, I got a ticket. But now, now I do love over there. I do love the ballpark app and how if you do the check in, it keeps a record of every game you attend and the score. Oh, yeah, I'm bad at doing that. I need to start doing that. Too. Yeah, I wish it would do it automatically. But if you check in, it, does, it keeps a great record, which is I do love that. But I want a physical ticket if we're going to win this thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm always stressing, though, about going to playoffs. Parking's going to be a pain. I, I, I won't go to – there's a, a really cool – Parking is what you're stressing about? Yeah, parking. I don't like the whole parking situation. You park a mile away, they charge you 40 bucks. But Camden Yards is one of the easiest to park and go in and out of compared to every other stadiums. I know, but on sellouts and playoffs, you end up parking way away from the stadium for insane prices. Yeah. Um, No, I was... was, Together and take one car. Yeah, I know, I know. I was was just thinking, like, I wanted to go to another Brams game because they're giving away this Ronald Acuna bat flip bobblehead looks awesome. And then I'm like, I the only reason I'm not going is I don't want to... No parking. No. Parking. <laughs> remember, the the, game. remember the outcast bobblehead and how crazy that was for the Braves? Yeah. That and the, the first 15,000 people get the bobblehead. So yeah. it's like 30,000 people are going to be gonna be there all Right. You got to get there all morning. Yeah. So no. anyway, um, I get distracted there. But, but Judge, this is going to be a week that we um, we clinch the playoffs. And I'm, I'm hoping next week we're talking about we're guaranteed a playoff spot. And the week after... Yep. The, the, the division. That's my plan. I, I told you I hate doing it, but I already started marking up the calendar, getting ready for postseason ball. Yeah. You know, I, uh, planning for as the AL divisional winners and AL in that number one slot of trying to plan which games would be the home games. All right. So let's talk about it, Josh. Yeah. Assuming we're the one seed, which we will be. Yes. ALDS. What's All the, right. is it three games home? All right. So here. No, no. It's it. How, how does the, is it 2 one Is it 3 2? How, how does it break out? All right. So the wild card series is. I don't care about the wild card series. We're not playing is, the wild card series. It's two out of three. We're going to skip that. Yeah, we're skipping that. 
That's the not that does not series, pertain to us. That pertains right. to the peasants playing for a wild card. The, the divisional series is three out of five. Right. But how's it so, break down? Three, two, 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 one. Two, 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 one. Two, two, one. Two, two, one. Two so, at home, two away. Uh, yep. So it would be October seventh with a one seed. October seventh, October eighth, and then October thirteenth, if necessary. Okay. But Josh, we're not getting tickets to October 13th because we would have to know beforehand and we won't October 13th won't be a guarantee. No, I'm planning to be up there for the 7th and the 8th. Okay. October 7th and 8th. Then we got to go to the league championship series. Now, here's where 13th could be an Let me option. ask you a question, Josh. Have you bought a plane ticket? Not yet. Mm, you're not even serious about it. Why? Why? Because Have you put a, an alert on your phone for for uh, plane tick prices with Southwest? No, but I'm an idiot, and I moved all my uh, Birdland Sports revenue stuff. Like every time a, a shirt's printed, I have to put it on a credit card, and then I pay it off. And yeah. I was using my Apple card, and I get nothing back for that. So I finally this week was like, why is this not on my Southwest card? So I moved it to my Southwest like, card. Like to get those points. points. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but no, you know, Southwest, you can purchase a price now. And then if it ever goes lower, you can purchase the lowest price. Because because here is what I'm trying to figure out. I have a job where I can work remotely. Right. Do I drive up to Maryland and stay up there for a while? Oh, see, I can't do that. But yeah. Right. Because here's here's why. Because if you look. So I said those first two games were seven and eight. So, okay. So that I'm, I should book that flight now and come home on the ninth. You do have a wife and kids, though. Right, not so exactly I, a job, but they, but they exist. I know, but my, my <laughs> wife can also travel. The problem okay. is kids cannot. Okay, but here's where it gets tricky. I mentioned October 13th would be Game Five. Um, I don't want there to get to a Game Five, but if there is a Game Five, I kind of want to be there. Yeah, that's a big that, moment. That that whole week, my 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 kids have off school for fall break. You kids don't have off school that whole week. I have to check. Not no, the whole the, week. The ninth through the thirteenth is my kids have off. Well, that's great, except. Once we get past that divisional series, the league championship series starts. Okay. And, and what's that's a seven game, right? That is a seven game. What's the breakdown for that? Two, three, two. Okay. So two at home, three away, then two at home. 15th and 16th, 22nd and 23rd. Would oh, be that's the- a Sunday-Monday combination. That's tough. Is it, it's a, is it a Sunday-Monday and then a Sunday-Monday? Yeah, both those are Sunday-Monday combinations. That's tough for me, but all right. So, Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm telling you. And then, then we get to the World Series. So the World Series is all question marks right now, because if it's the Braves, we're the number two. If it's well, I thought number- it was. Wait a minute. I'm about to sound really dumb right now. I thought it was based on the All Star Game result. I think they got rid of that. Is that an old thing? I think that's an old thing. Yeah. Because so that's best record. Right. Yeah. Because it says League Champ One versus League Champ Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's an old thing. They got rid of that because okay. why should a meaningless game really care? I thought after the tie, remember that the tie, um, right? So, they decide, oh, this needs to mean something. Right. So it used to be that it flip flopped every year. Then after the tie, they said it went, it it mattered. Yeah. Then everyone complained and said it's pointless and stupid. Okay. So now it doesn't. Now it's best record. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, that was that was probably so that, part. So the World Series is October. So October 27th and 28th in one t- in one town, then 30, 31, and November 1st in the other town. 
and and then November third and fourth in the in the last in the first town again. I tell so, you what, listeners, how does it feel that we're talking about our World Series schedules here? Is it weird that even in the past, like we've done three thirty six through a playoff run? Yeah, we've never talked about the World Series. No, no, because the team is different than anything we've experienced as Oriole fans. Well, 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 I'll ask you this question, Josh. Well, let's say, and it's crazy to me. I was just thinking about this. You could, you could go have this amazing season, have the best record in American League, yes, and get knocked out in three games of the playoffs, and it's done. And yes. everyone goes home, and season's over. Yes, depressing thought, Josh. At this point, given what the Orioles have done so far, would you, even if they got bounced in three games in the ALDS, would you kind of, would you say this has been a successful season? What do, what do the Orioles need to do from here on out? Nothing to make this a successful t- season for you. Nothing besides you and me. No one else was calling for a World Series 2023. Yeah. We've been calling this for five years. We literally have shirts that say it. I, they're in my garage because Major League Baseball told me to not sell them anymore. Okay, I'm still wearing mine. I'm still wearing them too. If anyone wants one, just hit me up and I'll send you one. Okay, on the but, DL. Yeah, and you know what? If I come, I'm bringing shirts for for uh for playoff games. I'll hand them out. I don't care. Yeah, but this season's really special. It would be amazing to win the World Series, but nobody can, thinks it's going to happen. I would love it, but is it disappointing? No, because the truth is, it's the next few years. It's t- all the projections said 2025 was our year. Right. We're two years early. Right. So there's nothing the Orioles could do now that's disappointing. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, well, I agree. I mean, if we didn't win the division, somehow if we had a total collapse to win the division, that would at be at any point when the season but, ends. I will be sad and disappointed, but just for a little bit. Unless we win the World Series. <laughs> true, true. If we win the World Series, uh, that's going to buy a lot of joy for a long time. Yeah. For yes. about, what, 40 years? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's been, been 40 years. Yeah. It, it's, it's the point in the season where, and I guess where this transition to where we were talking where we where we transitioned from is this person real is this real is this real is this real that like questioning when it's going to collapse we're past that yeah Ra- now, Ra- 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 Ryan O'Hearn is not going to turn into a pumpkin tomorrow like this now, is Ryan O'Hearn now I'm at, now I'm at the point of Orioles magic and like there's something magical about this season like that and the only magic reason, right? but yeah like Dean Kramer finally has a bad start Right, and we respond by hitting home runs and a grand slam, and just keep on fighting. Right, today it looked like the the it was yeah it was struggling in the grand slam. It's there's something magical about this season where suddenly it's like, of course we're going to win the World Series this year. This year it's magic, and there's something special about baseball. We got into this a little. We didn't get into this. We got into the magic of baseball uh, last week when I was talking with. Sam Dingman about uh, radio broadcast. Yeah, great interview with you and Sam. Podcast. So everyone should check that. It was a bonus episode. I put it out uh, the day after the podcast. I felt bad about doing that, but it was such a good interview. I wanted it out there. Uh, But baseball has their magical moments. And this whole season has felt like magic for the Orioles. So it seems like the only option we have is, of course, we're going to win. Yeah. And, and 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 there is an element of magic magic to this team, but there's also an element of listen. If we play the Blue Jays 
in the division series somehow. I don't know how the math works out on who we play. Right. But if we play the Blue Jays, um, we beat them, you know, 10 out of 13 times. I feel pretty good about that. We play yeah. the Rays. Like, I'm willing to bet my money we can take on the Rays. Um, we take on the Twins. That's easy pickings. Do you, what are we talking about? And, and and so it's not just that that all of a sudden I feel like, well, maybe we can kind of get lucky, get lucky, get lucky. No, like we've consistently beat good teams this year. And I feel confident in the playoffs we're going to beat them again. Since you, you like me, we both live out of state. Do you talk to people who aren't Oriole fans about the Orioles? I talk to Brave fans sometimes, yeah. Me too. And they don't, they don't really buy into the Orioles like we do. They think, no. oh well, you're 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 winning close games. You're you're beating games. Uh, Gunner's finally playing well. They'll see these stats and so they'll talk about Adley and Gunner, they'll maybe see Adley sure. and Gunner. But there's nothing where they're like, don't feel special about the team because I don't think this it really shows on paper. To go back to the beginning of the episode, these stats and WAR and Excel sheets doesn't show you this team. Well, and in fairness, the Braves are having a pretty special season themselves. <laughs> They're yeah, pretty caught up in the Braves special season. Well, and it's interesting because we're only a couple games behind the Braves special season. But the yeah. Braves special season makes sense on paper. Their top five batters are hitting 25 home runs each. Well, and, and, and they were supposed – I mean, they were there last year, the year before, and they were technically there again this the year. Play. Like, this is not a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's 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 exciting. It's special. And, yeah, it's – they're playing with house money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, every night is must watch TV and I mean, every night is must watch TV. And then there's also part of me that's just like, let's get to October. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, like we've been, yeah. we've been kind of tuning up all year for this. I'm like, let, uh, let's go. Let's get to October. I want some, uh-huh. so I, I want to show the world what we can do. So you booked your flights. I haven't looked at flights. No, <laughs> no. No, part of it. Part of it is definitely that the flight thing is such a racket. Well, I'll probably just fly out of Macon, and the price never changes. Yeah, but it's only limited days, right? No, it's every day. Every day, twice a day. Then maybe I need to drive to Macon. Maybe I drive to Macon and we fly together. I mean, you could fly cheaper with Southwest. It's not cheap in the Southwest. Oh, it's not. No, it's one hundred thirty bucks. All right, hold on. For one way. So yeah, while, while we're wrapping up two, the podcast, let 260 me just, for both ways. And you could probably find Southwest. I know Atlanta, out of Atlanta, you can get Southwest how many, for 60, how 70 ma- bucks sometimes. How many flights do you think that you're going to be going back and forth for, for October? I think twice. Yeah, I think I think it's three to, I think it's two to four. Okay. I think, I think two. Well, I mean, that would be one for each, each level, but then you're leaving out the World Series. Yeah. So unless you're unless you're planning, so it's five, so two to three, sure, fine. All right, so all right, so I'm gonna go with October. Let's see. Uh, well, if if that game on October eighth, that's Sunday night baseball, right? That's gonna be a nighttime game. Is right? that how it works? In the does they still do? Is that how it works? I, I don't know. Are there more than one playoff game? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm fine. Is fly- the NL playing on Sunday too, or just us? Ah. Uh, Tricky questions. All right, let's see. I'm going to pick. Uh, but let's say either way, you're going to fly su- Sunday morning in there or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at Sunday morning. Sure. All right, Sunday morning is $183. Oh, and yeah, I get you cheap from Contour. All right, then I'm going to come home on uh, Tuesday morning. 
147. I'm looking at with Southwest round trip for that first flight, $329. Oh, yeah, I can get you cheaper on Contour. Now, I must warn you about Contour. There's just a single airplane. So if anything happens to that airplane, like happened last time we flew into Maryland, you have to wait until they fix the airplane because there's just right. one of them. Here's what I need someone to explain to me. Frontier Airlines. Have you ever flown Frontier Airlines? Uh, No. All right, because Frontier Airlines is really cheap flights, but I have okay. to fly out of Orlando. Have you ever flown in or out of Orlando? No. All right, they... I have not either. I feel like maybe I did fly Frontier one time, and it was, um, you know, tightly packed, kind of Spirit Airline vibes. Yeah, it seems like right. Spirit Airline. I got you from I, point A to point B. Yeah, I enjoyed Spirit Air when they flew out of Jacksonville. They don't anymore. Frontier has a deal where it's $300 for all you can fly until February. Oh, but you have to book your flight the day before. Oh, interesting. So... It's an interesting concept of do I book, I can for one price drive to Orlando and then fly up. How's flying out of Atlanta? I bet you they would do Atlanta also. Uh, flying Atlanta is fine, but it's a mess getting to Atlanta. There's always yeah, traffic. That's, that's my concern. Yeah, so I want, I want some people with experience of Frontier to let me know. Because right. I am, and then like I said, one of my other options is to drive. Yeah. Like here, all, here's, Oh, it just crashed. But it looked like it was saying $57 round trip for Frontier, Orlando to BWI. Yeah. Which sounds like I'm Velcroed into yeah. to the back of some luggage. You pay for what you get, sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sure. All right, let's get out of here. All right, I want people to go check out Birdland Sports because I put up drinking glasses. Did you see these, Matt? Oh, I, I saw the one. So I put up the Birdland Boys drinking glass. I saw the Birdland Boys, yeah. On Friday. And I thought, I said, oh, this thing's really cool. I'd like this in my kitchen. And yeah. apparently everyone else does too. Real popular. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make this a set. So I now have a set of four glasses. So there's three more that match it. Uh, if you want to go check that out. Yeah, see, it's, it's telling me $57 round trip yeah. for nonstop Orlando to BWI. That's a good price. I don't understand, but I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I got to look into it more, but someone let me know. Um, hey, some of them even have layovers in Atlanta, so I could meet you in Atlanta, and then we could go together. No, I don't go to Atlanta. I fly in style out of, out of Macon. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll pay the extra 100 bucks to fly in style out of Macon. All right. I would too. But anyway, check out these glasses. Birdland Boys, Homer Hose, the classic The Birds with the Wire font. And the uh, the fourth one is I'm blanking on it. Oh, Mr. Splash! It's the birdbath and Mr. Splash. Oh, cool. So a four pack commemorating the 2023 Orioles. You can buy them individually, or if you buy all four, you get like a discount rate. Oh, that's a great idea, Josh. I like that. That's cool. I'm considering player ones to match, a player set to match for this season as well. But that'd be in a few weeks, so we'll yeah. see. All right, cool. Well, you can check that out at Berlin Sports. There's also a new uh, October shirt out. Two new October shirts. Oh, I saw one of them. So, one with the Homer Hose, one with more of a radar hunt for red October feel. Okay. I like the Homer Hose is my favorite one. That's the one I saw, the Homer Hose. That was cool. So, but yeah, check those out. Thanks uh, for continuing to support Berlin Sports. And make sure you're checking out our Discord. I love seeing stuff on Discord and 
you help direct the show because clearly once you guys mentioned in discord about these articles and naysayers we had to talk about it here yeah absolutely you know i should look up who shared that so we can thank them yeah, the you discord. should um you got about five seconds to find it as i wrap up this show i see kyle which i assume is a guy named kyle that lives in north carolina all right yeah especially if you're out of towner we love those out of towners you guys are i think the the plane the flight information is relevant for not our Baltimore listeners but we got a lot of out of towners so yeah that, those conversations i know are happening in households across america right as we people to. come home yeah do their pilgrimage home for the Orioles playoffs all right, maybe we do a 336 road trip. I drive to Macon, I pick you up, go up, pick up Kyle in North Carolina, and keep him on the way out. Rent, rent, rent an RV, exactly. do it all out, do it right, Josh. We're in my Tampa, grab a couple guys. Yeah. You know, Josh has some good ideas, and then Josh has some terrible ideas. <laughs> uh, this is to go in the terrible category. Yeah. All right, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Section336. Like Josh said, join the Discord page. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. to the